Hi. Now this is highly irregular, I know. But what you are about to hear is not an episode of the Pod F Tompcast. It is an episode of the Dead Authors Podcast. This is another podcast that I host in character as H.G. Wells. What? Yes. I've tried to tell you about it before. Maybe you don't listen. Maybe you maybe you hear, but you don't listen. That's therapy talk? Um, I just wanted to give you a chance to hear it if you've been meaning to listen to it and uh, just keep forgetting to do so. Uh, if you're skeptical about it and maybe you need a little nudge, then that is why we are running this right now. Uh, guys from the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast were kind enough to run an episode in their feed that featured um, a lot of the actors from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Super Ego, Matt Gorley and Jeremy Carter were guests on the Dead Authors podcast. They were kind enough to run an episode I did with them in their feed. And this one, my guest is Jen Kirkman, our pal Southie, as Abby Hoffman. So it seemed apropos. That's French. Um, so I hope you'll give it a listen. If, if you've already tried Dead Authors, it's not for you. No harm done, you guys. I can't hear you anyway. So it's fine. You Then you know you can shut this off right now. <laughs> but I hope you will check it out. It's uh, a lot of fun to do. It's all improvisation. It's all riffing in character with uh, the funniest people. Um, and, um, and there you go. And... The idea is that uh, it helps make people aware of 826LA, which is a great uh, tutoring and mentoring program here in Los Angeles. And they have 826 chapters all over the place now. They're opening more and more. Um, Maybe there's one in a town where you live, and they're all themed around different fun things for kids. There's a pirate-themed one, and there's a... I can't believe I can't come up with... Oh, there's one that's all about robots. I couldn't come up with one other example. But the one here in Los Angeles is themed around time travel. Uh, And um, so there you go. So that's how I somehow ended up being a part of this because I know a lot of those people. And uh, it's a great organization. And if you are a parent, uh, if you care about kids... um, Look up uh, 826 and uh, the stuff that they do, and and maybe there's a way that you can help out in your town or help out from afar. Um, But there you go. So we... Oh, and Eben composed the theme. The music that you you will hear was composed by Eben Schletter. Um, So there you go. So I I think I've made my case for the tie-in. It's airtight. No one dast blame me. So I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Evan and I will be back with um, a couple extra sods to tide you over until the full episodes are coming. I'm going to be writing a bunch of stuff very soon. So uh, it's going to be exciting. We're looking forward to coming back. And as ever, we are grateful for your fanship. Um, it's exciting that so many people have joined the, the group on Facebook. Um, more good stuff is coming. 
So thanks a lot, you guys. Um, you are about to hear me do a little intro. Uh, that's a regular part of the intro for the Dead Authors podcast. So it's going to be jarring. It's going to seem like all of a sudden Evan's piano just stopped like he quit. But it's a different... Th- I don't. Why am I explaining it to you? It's obvious. You guys are smart. You're savvy. You know how to spell savvy, right? You just put your lips together and blow. All right, you guys. Here it is. Chapter 14 of the Dead Others podcast featuring Abby Hoffman, played by Jen Kirkman. See you soon. Oh, Evan, see? You did that on purpose. This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. For a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Echo Park Time Travel Mart, visit 826LA.org. And now, here's the host of the Dead Authors Podcast, Mr. H.G. Wells. Greetings all, it is I, H.G. Wells, science fiction originator, time machine operator, and podcast, uh, fellow. Please, accept my most sincere thanks for your download of this, chapter 14 of the Dead Authors Podcast. It is not lost on me that in this modern world, there is increasingly much to draw your attention away from trifles such as podcasts, especially at this most sacred time of year. What's that you say? Hollywood award season? Well, yes, of course. Also frightfully important, but not what I had in mind. I speak, of course, of Groundhog Day. Yes, Groundhog Day. What a pack of Teutonic Tommy Rot. I mean, honestly, all this hullabaloo over whether a common marmota monax will predict a prolonged winter or an early spring? I'll stick with weather on the ones, thank you very much. Modern meteorological science can be trusted to outperform the meanderings of an overgrown ground squirrel any day of the week. In an effort to debunk this boulder dash once and for all, I undertook to travel back to the very first Groundhog Day, which my research Wikipedia, indicated took place in rural Pennsylvania in the 18th century. When I arrived at the specified coordinates late in the evening of February 1st, I was astonished to find the entire countryside overrun with groundhogs. But these were no ordinary groundhogs. They were nearly as large as full-grown men, with enormous greyish red eyes and fur all over their bodies. Baffled but intrigued, I stealthily endeavoured to track one underground through a warren of tunnels and caves, which I quickly realised was a fully functioning community. As the groundhogs toiled away, operating and maintaining all manner of ancient machinery, I crept closer and... No, hang about. That's the Morlocks. Dreadfully sorry. Yes, that's right. I'm describing the subterranean race of humanoids that feed upon the docile Eloy in my seminal work of science fiction, The Time Machine. I do beg your pardon. The characters and settings are just so bally vivid you can see why they are never far from my mind. Or indeed the minds of anyone who loves a yarn so ripping it gave birth to a genre. No, what I actually found on my journey back to the first Groundhog Day was a bunch of drunken Germans complaining about the weather and flinging their empty pewter tankards at a rodent of some sort. Not much of a story, really. If you want my advice, for pure entertainment value, I say stick with the time machine. Available online and wherever books are sold, if you're asking. Speaking of buying books, 
our guest for Chapter 14 of the Dead Authors Podcast would rather that you steal his cheeky. Please enjoy my conversation with author, activist, and Forrest Gump acquaintance, Abby Hoffman. You're protesting the, the normal entrance to the stage. Please yeah, do yeah, a dig, dig it, man, dig it, man. I, I went to the, the pig box office up there, and I, I said, I want everyone to get the, the money back from this pig institution, and they said it was free. And I said, well, the, God bless America. Good for you. Good for you. Steal this show. Now, just a, a couple brief corrections. Um, the show's not free. It, it, it does, uh, it does, uh, we do charge uh, a minimal amount of money, and that money goes to uh, a worthy cause. I dropped acid outside. I didn't really ask. I might have thought I asked. So, uh, all right. So you thought, thought you were speaking to a pig box office, but you might have been speaking to perhaps just a regular pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you've come uh, covered flag-wise. You've got your, sh your, your shirt on. You've also got your, your traditional American flag right there, uh, just in case um, anyone needed uh, just to know where they well, are. Well, I'm proud of my country. You know, I'm, I'm proud of my country. Uh, you know, you don't want to see what, 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 what people don't understand is, is, is the only way to support a revolution is to make your own. And, and, and what, what, the, what the government likes is people who, who get along. And then the real revolutionaries are... Uh, thought of as anti-American. I'm actually pro-America. Pro belongs to us, doesn't belong to them. You know, it belongs to us. So I love this country. So it belongs to us. Well, no, you must understand. I, I, I do get that from the shirt. <laughs> Message received. Okay, uh, man, let's start. Where are you, where are you going, Mr. Uh, Hoffman? I just want to sit down over here. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. I wonder... As, as you sit, uh, 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 crisscross applesauce on the stage. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you might favor us with a, with a reading from one of, uh, one of your works, if, the, if it's all right to do it from down there. Absolutely, man. All right, dig it. This is a book I wrote called um, Steal This Book. I hope you've all stolen it. It was not published. Almost 30 different publishing companies wouldn't do it because people were stealing it. And a lot of bookstores stopped carrying it because people were stealing it. I'm sorry. What? It wasn't published because people were already <laughs> stealing it. <laughs> I'm saying, like, they, they were thinking forward. One of the only times most corporations think forward is when they're thinking forward to the money they'll lose. Welcome, brother. Come on and sit down. Latecomer, welcome. Did you steal the book? Thanks, man. <laughs> well, here's what we got. Okay, this is from uh, Steal This Steal This Book, and um, you know it's not like great. Easy to, easy to find on a phone. No, I, <laughs> it's not. I'm, it's not an example. You know, books are too twofold. There's great literature, and then there's books that are informative, and this is to inform how to make how to use certain equipment for. You know, it's not a book for sitting around on your mother's couch reading. Smoking dope. It's for when you're gonna actually be a revolutionary. It's a guide. It's a guidebook. Okay. Certainly. So we're gonna read from well, I it. Did, I didn't mean to imply otherwise. I apologize. No, you didn't, man. You didn't, man. I just want them to know. I want the kids to know. Okay. So this is, um, you know, if you wanna like record this for later, steal it. It's yours. Okay. This is uh from Steal This Book. It's a little section. 
<laughs> that's cool, That's man. the one thing that's not allowed. Please no flash photographs. No, I don't mind, man. I don't mind. I just, you know, I'm not in hiding right now, so. Um, all right, this is a, a section called Other Equipment. Okay, from Steel, this book is for you. Uh, a sign can be used to ward off blows. Staple it to a good strong pole that you can use as a weapon if need be. Chains make good belts, as do garrisons with the buckles sharpened. A tightly rolled up magazine or newspaper also can be used as a defensive weapon. Someone in your group should carry a first aid kit, a medical emergency aeronautic kit, which costs about $5 as a perfect carrying bag for street action. Ideally, you should visit the proposed site of the demonstration before it actually takes place. This way you'll have an idea of the terrain, the type of containment the police will be using. Someone in your group should mimeograph a map of the immediate vicinity which each person could carry. Everyone should have two numbers written on their arm, a coordination center number and the number of a local lawyer or legal defense committee. You should not take your personal phone books to demonstrations. If you get busted, pigs get nosy. And when it comes to phone books, any sharp objects can be construed as weapons. Women should not wear earrings or other jewelry and should tie their hair up to tuck it under a helmet. Wear a belt that can be used as a tourniquet. False teeth should be left at home. You can choke on false teeth if you receive a sharp blow while running. Contact lenses can complicate eye damage if gas or mace is used. Be prepared when you go to demonstrations. You should be prepared for a lot more than speeches. The pigs will be. There we go. From steal this book. Uh, I, I believe I, I, I have a better understanding of uh, of the, uh, the 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 intro you gave that uh, passage. It was a bit 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 dry. Bit dry. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not music, man. It's it's just you know instructions, man. I, I wasn't sure you were being literal when you said it was instructions, but, uh, but it certainly was. You, you're as good as you were, Abby Hoffman. And... Well, you want revolution, but you can't just, you know, say, hey, we're having a revolution, everybody. Wear some kind of fashion and smoke up and do LSD and then just sit there. I mean, you got to do something. So. But surely there are some revolutions where that do start with someone saying, wear some kind of fashion. <laughs> Well, I'm sure the pigs would would have their own revolutions and they would start it with fashion and then that's how the kids in the suburbs get interested. I'm wearing, Mr. Hoffman, you're taking a very relaxed stance on the stage. You're literally lying on the ground. The uh, voice is getting softer and softer and I'm afraid you might drift off. No, it's been a rough... It's been like a good day, but like... It's been a rough day. I was having fun today. I, don't, I haven't slept in a couple of days, but I'm having a good time. I, I just was laying down because I feel like He's the most open and honest position. You know, I'm not defensive. Indeed. Well, I, I might get down there with you if you don't mind. <laughs> That's all right. It seems uh, rather comfortable. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yes, just lie here in uh, in corpse pose for a little bit. And... So tell me, uh, you use the word uh, pigs rather liberally. Do, does that refer to, in your mind, is that uh, is that solely the police? Is it anyone in authority? Are, are there people in authority that you do respect? Well, I respect any authority if they if they are there to serve the public good. If they they respect me back, I mean, I call this country pig pig. I forget what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the pig. Some about a pig. Pigtopia. <laughs> no, it's not pigtopia. You're not thinking of Pegasus, are you? <laughs> no, I call it pig. Pen. <laughs> 
No, I call it. Uh, I think I just call it Pig America, actually. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to think. Always in the last place you look. I'm trying to think of a. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better name than, than than Pig America. You know. Oh, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> certainly catchy. It's uh, to the point. Well, I'm just saying. You know, it's it's wrong to steal from your brother. It's wrong to steal from your sister. But if you steal from America, not only. It's one of the most moral things you can do because they're stealing from us, so you want to steal from pig America, you know? Now, is there a differentiation between uh, pig America and just regular old America? <laughs> no, man, the whole thing is pig America. Uh, we're Americans living in a pig America. You know, every building you see, anything that wants money for Wall Street is, is probably like pig central, man. Wall Street and, and the White House and... Pentagon. Why, why this obsession with pigs? <laughs> because pigs are filthy creatures that roll around in their own shit. Shh. Well, that's quite all right. <laughs> so we're, we're all adults here? No, all right. Well, I don't know. You know, some people, you know, people are more offended by words than they are what's going on in the war, you know. Well, that's certainly true. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> Glad we have reached well, I don't know. Pigs, pigs they're just, you know, they're, they're corralled. They do whatever they're told. They, I, I'm, I'm not like, uh, you know, a young man right now, so I'm wondering. So there's only down. so much. Uh, only so much sitting I can do. I don't mind sitting here. I just wanted to establish a trust with the people here that they don't see me and go, he's getting behind a desk and talking to some guy in a suit and has he changed? No, I want to show I'm on the ground and with you guys. You know, I'm on the ground. Literally, that's a better reason. To t I should have said that I was on the ground. Was I'm on the front lines. I'm on the ground <laughs> of the fight here, you know? Speaking of uh, pigs, and we were for what seemed like forever. Um, <laughs> you did famously, uh, you, you start, you, you're one of the co-founders of the... Um, uh, the is it the Youth Independent Party? The yeah, hippies? the Yippies. They called themselves the Hippies after that. You know, you give it a name and then it has a life of its own. Uh, the Yeah, the Yippie movement. Not Hippies. Hippies are the rich kids. You know, they're fine too. They're, they're beautiful girls, but some of them. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Yippie Youth International. Party. Pop. Party, yeah, party. What, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say population, which also is a, applicable. It's a population of people. And parties do need to be populated. Absolutely, the best ones too, no, man. The best parties are populated <laughs> yeah. by people. Yeah, so that that's kind of what I was saying was, um, you know, we got to get together. The youth has to get together and, and say we're not going to take this. We're not, we're not going to. No, gonna we're not going to take this. <laughs> Oh, you're so condescending. <laughs> I, cer I certainly don't mean to be. That's not strictly I don't want true, nothing not I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing, not a thing from you. I People don't realize I'm still the quantum I know. song. <laughs> and it's actually a lot funnier than the given. The no, don't forget about the listener at home. They're probably getting it. They're you know, I find a lot of people in, in public, they're, they're like, they get a pack mentality. They're like, hey, I'm afraid. You know, they get more scared. But sometimes a pack mentality can be helpful when you have a common goal for good. So, you know, we didn't establish a common goal with everyone here. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that might be a failing on my part. I, I, uh, shall we establish a common goal right now? Yeah, I think tonight's common goal is that everyone, when we leave this room, is going to be our brother, our sister, 
we're not gonna we're gonna do one revolutionary thing this weekend, but not alone and not on the internet and not forward a message. But you're gonna get together with these brothers and sisters tonight and just occupy something or tell someone, you know, I'm not here are my taxes, but I'd not put them towards the war. Something like that, you know, just get together. You decide. I can't sort of tell dangle you. dangle the taxes in front of the, uh, the Internal Revenue Service. I well, bet you'd like these taxes. You can pay them, but you can make it known. I don't like where this is going, so if they got 50 checks... Just put that in the memo. You can absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Put it in the memo. You know, I went to Wall Street one time, and I, uh, a bunch of my friends and I threw a bunch of money, but it was play money, and we just yes, watched. Yes, that's right. Is it a famous, uh, famous incident where uh, uh, anywhere from, uh, it's been reported from uh, $30 to $300 uh, mm-hmm. of real money, um, a- along with this, uh, this uh, stage money that you threw down on the floor of the stock exchange in uh, a bit of an incident where people, uh, some people were booing you and some people were grabbing for the money as quickly as they could. Yeah, the, a lot of the Wall Street pigs started grabbing for money, like in their trough and stuff. And I said, that's what you're doing anyway. I think for we get the pig thing. Yeah, well, I said, that's what you're doing for a job anyway. You know, you're just proving it, so. Burn. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy it? I mean, you, 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 your antics were very uh, theatrical. Uh, I, I don't think anyone really doubts that your heart was in the right place and that you believed what you were doing. But you, you did. Uh, Thanks, you man. Did employ the, well, you, you're certainly welcome. Um, you did employ these very theatrical uh, uh, tactics, and uh, and uh, many believe that uh, that was actually instrumental in, in bringing uh, people over to your side and getting more youth uh, involved in these things. What? Uh, how, uh, what what made you what what was it that made you bring a sense of humor to all this? Did you know that that was going to be a way to reach people? What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm uh, oh. see, that's my that's my humor. That's my it's humor. Classic protest humor. I is um, I'm silly, you know. I'm I'm kind of like you know I dabble in in you know drugs and um, I you know it makes me laugh I mean you gotta laugh I'm not you know I like to laugh my friends like to laugh I like to do things to get attention you're not just gonna scream your ideas at someone and they're gonna believe you you gotta either be one of two things you gotta be the pig government that has so much power that you just you know you do whatever they say right or you gotta do something that's like wild and funny and you just never know what's gonna happen kind of thing what if what you're trying to communicate is I'm having a massive coronary. <laughs> now, at that point, won't people take you at your word if you scream at them, I'm having a massive coronary? No, I mean, we're too young for that. You know, that's the pigs get coronaries because their hearts are clogged and their minds are closed. I mean, what the worst thing we have is like a bad trip. We're all young, you know. <laughs> and I think humor is a great way to bring... Some people don't even know what's behind it. You just get them in a big group, you know, and then you tell them later what they did. (laughs) That's some of the most effective... You go, hey, everybody... Because you gotta see, people have a pack mentality. They'll do whatever the group says so that you can go with the pigs on Wall Street and get... Or I'll go like this. Hey, everybody, free flags and free acid, and they'll follow me, and it's funny. And they follow me, but then what they don't know is I'm leading them into a protest. By the time they get there, I go, you're part of something huge here. We're trying to end Vietnam. And they go, oh, all right, but how would I have got them there if I just went, hey, do you want to end Vietnam today? Uh, they're not going to want to do that. You know, so I got to do something. I got to say, hey, man, we're all going to go down and 
go get on stage and scream at, at the who, you know? <laughs> Which moved faster, the, the free flags or the free acid? Well, no, acid is, you know, I don't do it with everyone. It's, it's sort it's of... It's very dear. It's very, yeah, very specific, you know, it's to open your mind. It's not to, it's not to, um, it's not to just sit around and giggle, you know. It's, it's to open your mind and give you ideas and... Little bit of giggling, though, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fun to laugh, it's fun to laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of yelling at the Who, uh, that was a, that was another incident uh, uh, documented on a, on a. Yeah, a I'm embarrassed about that. I'm, Are you so really? I'm pretty embarrassed well, about no, you, that. You were under the influence of acid at the time. Yeah, I was having a bad trip, and that's a, that that that's why acid gets bad publicity because you know it's like drinking. You know, people think it's fun, but you get too drunk, and then that's all anyone remembers. So that's like. I've been on, I'm on acid now, and you don't know, you know. Well, just you announced it at the top. Well, just a little bit, but, like, it's, I'm pretty normal, you know. And, and so when, when, when I was on it then, it was a bad trip, and I was more about just, I felt like I was leaving my body, like a panic attack feeling. So I ran out on stage, that's is bullshit, and I did mean it. I was, I was protesting, uh, oh, shit, I forget, but, um... <laughs> The treatment of someone that got arrested. But uh, I did that. And they were like, they were like, get off the stage. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to be this revolutionary rock group. I'm me. You know, we can't do something together. A collabo? Yeah, a collab. Like, I'll come out and just, like, this is bullshit. And then, like, you'll just do some. It's a mashup, Pete but, Townsend. Yeah, like a mashup. I heard a mashup. So I wanted to just do something, but then part of me was like, dude, you know you're just like, you know you're just going crazy right now and you're coming out, you know, just to feel if you're still alive. You know, I was kind of hoping someone would punch me because I really wanted the trip to end. And he did hit me over the head with a guitar. That helped a lot, but it's, it's, uh, he said he agreed with my message, but he just didn't think the stage was a place to, you know, you don't interrupt the performer. He felt you were violating the sanctity of the stage. Mm -hmm. And that's bullshit too, man. I mean, what is he, like, it's like you can have a pig mentality on stage or you can have an open mentality on stage, you know? It seemed pretty pig-headed to me to not let her, to play revolutionary music and then keep everyone off the stage, you know? They're not um, gods, you know? They're just musicians. If you could rate... Rank the members of the Who from piggiest to least piggy. Oh, I don't know all the names, man. Well, I'll, I'll give you the names. Pete Townsend. Yeah, he's the piggiest. Pro probably. Uh, Roger Daltrey. Oh, I like that guy. Where does he stand on the pig spectrum? Uh, well, go ahead. Keep going. Roger uh, Daltrey. John Entwistle. Yeah. And Keith Moon. Keith Moon. Oh, I like Keith is my favorite. Oh, so he's probably the least piggy. Keith, least pig. Townsend, most pig. The other two, I don't even think about it. <laughs> now, you did mention, uh, uh, I, I feel it's fair to bring it up because you did mention it. Oh, don't look back there. I'm just trying to find, like, if I've got to go. If I can. No, you're quite safe here. This is a okay. safe place. Okay. Uh, you did mention that you were under the Can I ask you something? Certainly. Do you have any opinions on the war? I mean, do you just wear your nice suit and your shoes? I mean, is this, like, what are you trying to do here? Like, what's your part in this? Like, are you trying to blend in like a, like someone, like a Jew who changes the name to some Catholic and tries to hide, or are you part of it? You know, what, what are you? What is this? What are you doing about the war? I, I don't consider myself part of it, I guess because I exist outside of space and time. Um, yeah, man, I like that. We all do. We all do, man. Man, we all do. Man, we all do. No, we don't all do. Yeah. No, 
have a bloody have... time machine. Uh, we all exist outside, of, and, that, and that's an important attitude to have, is I'm only a borrowed body it's on a borrowed... an attitude. I'm on a borrowed body on a borrowed planet. And, uh, you know, it's, it's where this isn't ours, so why would we treat it like it's ours and, and put other, you know, everyone, I believe, in equal distribution of wealth. There should be absolutely health care for everybody. The CIA should not be killing people. We don't need a CIA. Man, so it's all like we're all outside of space and time, but some people who are so insisting on connecting to the earth and, and the earthly values, and, and I'm here, I'm here. Oh, don't take a drug and go somewhere else. Why are they afraid? Because they can't. They can't comprehend that they're, they're like you. They're outside space and time. So your costume is like my costume. You know, it's it doesn't mean nothing. Doesn't mean nothing. Uh, what are you seeing right now? <laughs> Leaves. <laughs> but that's just because that's on this coming. <laughs> you oh, gotta, literally. Yeah, yeah, you, no, I'm seeing um. You know, I'm seeing just shapes and colors, and and you know, acid doesn't work on me like like other people. It's just, uh, you know, it makes my ideas get bigger. But this, I'm not. Uh, it's not a fun. It's not a fun house. You know, that's a misinterpretation of it. Is that you know, of course, what do you think? Who do you think tells you that acid's bad? And you see things. Your parents, the pigs, the government, the Wall Street pigs. You know, it's like. So listen, who are you gonna trust, them or me? You know, I'm telling you what's happening right now. I'm, May I ask you a question? And, and uh, I, I want you to be perfectly candid, and uh, I, I, I would like an honest answer. Do you see me as a big pig right now? No, man, I see you more like a dolphin. Oh. You know, they're sophisticated. They're, they've got some otherworldly connection that I can't really figure out, but you know, they're good communicators. You're a good communicator. You put me at ease. Thank I don't you. feel threatened. If I say, I gotta be honest, we gotta look at ourselves and our judgments. You know, I, I don't think I'm judgmental. I looked at him and I said, why does this pig want me to talk to him? I'm gonna get down on the floor, you know, and show him that, you know, kind of like disarm, disarm. And I got right down on the floor like a dolphin would. And like very good. <laughs> communication is body language too, man. It's body language. Dig this, communication. Hmm is not words. Not always. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes, though. Sometimes. Yeah. Quite often, perhaps. I just want to say one thing about... I don't advocate all drugs. I think get, get rid of all needles, all drugs. The only dope you should shoot is Richard Nixon, you know? That's a bit of a... What? It's a bit of an inflammatory statement. Well, I mean, what? here we go again. I'm inflammatory for saying don't shoot dope, shoot Nixon. And, uh, but yet here he is More spying, the part spying, on the first part. spying on Americans, you know, taking away your rights. You don't care. So why should you care about him? You know, I didn't say kill him dead. It's shoot him in the leg or something. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to you. Fair play to you, Abby Hoffman. Uh, let me ask you, uh, there was a famous protest, an uh, anti-Vietnam War protest, where uh, uh, you and, and uh, several protesters went to march on the Pentagon, mm -hmm. and you were going to uh, change its color, and also uh, you said you were going to levitate. Yeah, uh, well, you know, the mind, we've only harnessed like 20% of our mind, you know. Oh, so otherwise you, you would have levitated the Pentagon. Well, I'm saying that... Yeah, if we, you know, it takes practice. So you know, what what we learned from that is you don't just do it on the first try. But, but if, you know, they, okay, let's, guess what? Did they build an airplane in the first try? You, you, no, they didn't. 
but people didn't go, well, you can't do that. Well, I'm sure they did, but they kept doing it. So what I'm saying is I got a bunch of the yippies, and we went to uh, the Pentagon, and we chained ourselves in front of it, and we just said, we're going to imagine, we're going to imagine, and we're going to levitate it, and it's going to turn orange, and the Vietnam War is going to end. Now, if you think that's crazier than sending kids to die for no reason, then, then I guess I'm crazy, and you're all pigs. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy to levitate a building. It's no more crazy to go, hey, Billy, you're not going to high school today. You're going halfway across the world to fight someone else's battle that they created for, for solely for profit. You know? Yeah. It it's, makes you quiet, doesn't it? Oh, I, I, I should have caught you up. Uh, the Vietnam War did eventually end, and uh, it's not looked upon favorably. No. Well, I'm not surprised. It was, you know... Uh, so, now, uh, so uh, bad, bad luck on the first try, uh, levitating a building. We never went back and tried, to be honest with you. Did you try any other buildings? No. If you could levitate any building, do you have a dream list? <laughs> Give me a top five buildings for all right, levitation. All right, all right, I like that, man. I like that, man. Uh, all right, top five buildings I'd like to levitate all with my friends. All over the world, all throughout history. Okay, well, I'd okay, well, let me start here. I first, I'd love to levitate... Uh, I'd love to levitate the um, the Vatican. Certainly. <laughs> Just levitate it, you know, right off the earth because Jesus didn't want people to have all that money. You know, let it levitate till all the gold falls to all the people that deserve it. Levitate that. I'd levitate the Eiffel Tower so because it'll look like a rocket wherever it's going. Certainly. And then all the other countries. Very exciting. The other countries will just, you know, they'll they'll like crap themselves, man. They'll be like, oh no, and and then the message will be, you know, you you start with one bomb, it doesn't end there. So that they'll be like, okay, maybe we won't do this anymore. And that, you know, when they see the rocket, I think it'd be kind of fun to levitate. Um, well, I'd like to just. To go a little further, I'd like to levitate an ocean. <laughs> I'd like to levitate one ocean up, see what's <laughs> under. Just the one. Which ocean? Let's now say top three oceans you'd like to levitate. Ah, uh, the Indian, ah, uh, the Pacific, what, and the Atlantic. And, but, but I want to lift them up at once, and look on what's underneath. Like lifting up a couch cushion, and you go, oh my God, there's so much under there. A bunch the, of flopping fish, I would imagine. Oh, I think it's more, man. I think it's more. They're not telling us, so I would do that. And then, um... Wait, no, hold on. What? Hold on a moment. You, 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 you sort of intimated there was some conspiracy. That we, that some, someone was hiding what's, what's under the ocean. Well, Hitler, man, had, um... <laughs> what? What? Dig this, dig this, dig this. Hitler had... See, the UFOs, okay, what they don't want you to know, that was secret Nazi technology, you know, and, but Hitler was fascinated with the ocean. And so we believe, most of us who know the truth, that there was, um, the spaceships don't come from space. They actually, if you, if you ever hear reports of people seeing UFOs, it's always hovering over the ocean because they're coming out from underneath. They're not coming down from the sky. And so Hitler was really invested in the UFO technology because he wanted to use it. Of course, we defeated him before we could, but we took that technology. And that's why we see UFOs in the desert today, because we're actually perfecting that technology using the UFOs. But there's something under there. There's what is considered outer space is actually under the ocean, man. So it's the secret Nazi UFO bases. 
Well, no, 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 man. You're you're twisting I'm it. You're sorry. twisting it. See, so you're, li- you're you know you know what it is. You know what it is? that's prejudice. What you just saw was prejudice. What you just saw was 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 cotton pieces of prejudice in someone's ear. It's like someone hears something weird. They brace themselves like they're in a car accident. You know, man. They brace themselves and then they put cotton in their ears and then they filter it any way they want. I never said any of that. What I said was aliens already existed with the UFO technology. Hitler admired it. He he made some on his own. We took that from him. Now we're doing it. The bottom line is the aliens. Man, they live under the ocean. Okay. Oh, the dig. aliens live under yeah, the ocean. Yeah, dig. I said the aliens, didn't I? I don't. I don't know about that. Well, I think I did say oh, the aliens oh, are under Mr. the ocean. Mr. Hoffman, there's no need to raise your voice. Well, I just, I just get passionate. You're man. violating the sanctity of the stage. I wish no, I had a No, that's different. Heart. I was invited to be on this piece of shit. I was invited to be on true. this. That's very true. That's very true. It's an important point to keep in mind. So what? I'm only on three. So I levitate the ocean. I levitate the Eiffel Tower. I levitate. I levitate uh, that Epcot Center. That 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 pig a crime. That that that. It's a pig crime. It's a crime it? scene. It's a it's a crime scene full of pigs. Yeah, man, it is. It sure is. And I like. Why don't they make a CSI with a bunch of pigs on it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they don't do anything. Why isn't it law and pigs? I would also accept pigs and order. Uh, well, pigs and order, you got that right, because pigs love order, because anything other than that they can't control, you know, they might be out of power. So I'm with you on pigs and order. Well, I'm let's real, pitch this. I'm, I will do well. I pitch it. I mean, you know, you see you're doing it again. You say, let's, hey, Abby, how can we stay in the system? And I'm saying to you that what we want to do is get on the street and do a live version of pigs and order, you I, know, I'll using real well. cops, and then people dress like cops, and then the people dress like cops start doing things that cops would never do and see how they react you know if i'm dressed like me and i start shooting people are gonna kill me but if i'm a cop and i start shooting the cops will respect me we'll point that out to them point that out when we're dressed as cops shooting and then they'll let us shoot and we'll go ah it's really us and then they'll shoot us but people will see the hypocrisy it's not the action of shooting that's wrong it's who's doing it who's causing the revolution the dissidents or the people that succumb to you know authority I still got one more building to levitate <laughs> I would really. To, to be fair, two of them were not building. <laughs> Man, but again, I'll allow it. you're asking me to think like someone who's got restrictions, and I don't. You know, I just don't. I, I, I keep forgetting who I'm dealing with. Uh, what is the other building I would levitate? Well, let's really think about this one. Oh, well. Uh, I think. What? No, go ahead. You, you think on it, and I'll review for the audience. We've got the Vatican, the Eiffel Tower, the ocean. Is there the one that I've missed? There's two remaining. Epcot, Epcot, Epcot Center, Center. The, the pig place, pig crime scene, bases for the hit TV show, Pig and Order, which can only be seen out on the streets. Do be advised, the cast members are shooting people. <laughs> it's funny hearing it, man. It's funny. 
Ah, uh, New York Stock Exchange. Just levitate that. An oldie but a goodie. And I'll get that up there. And you know why? You know why you want to levitate that? Because two reasons. Two things are going to happen. One, it's going to levitate them to higher consciousness. They'll stop worshipping money. Automatically? It could. You say, you could well, so, it could. Oh, oh, okay, wait. Dig this. Dig this. He thinks, okay, you can levitate a building. But wait, if that happens... Uh, the people inside won't levitate to higher consciousness. Now that's just crazy. So you're putting limits, man. You're putting no, limits no, no. on the limitless. <laughs> to be fair, I never said it wouldn't happen. I was, I, I suppose I was a bit dubious that simply everyone automatically would levitate to a higher consciousness. Just Surely some people would just be screaming and yelling, well, oh sure. my God, we're levitating. Once they calm down though, man, they'll, they'll know what happened. Then, oh, the other thing that could happen is the building won't levitate because it's so heavy with greed and money and coins. And then, you know, that's something to talk about, too. Is we'll, you know, we'll just... I'm going to take my shoes off as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even... I wear them when I walk, but, you know, I'm not walking right now, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> so it's a constant... Whenever you're sitting down, you take the shoes right off, and then uh, it's really only for, for walking purposes. Yeah. Standing? Depends on what I'm doing when I'm standing. You know, I like to. Well, I would leave that later. <laughs> Certainly, some some standing activities are a bit private. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget I have a girlfriend. I I. Uh... Well, your love life is uh, is very interesting indeed because there, there was a time when you you uh, you know you were married. You had two children. Yeah, America um, and. Uh... Well, those were your later, uh, later children. America with a lowercase a. Yeah, and it wasn't to be rude towards America. It was actually, I thought, patriot. A little bit rude towards America. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's just, well. Little bit? Yeah, a little bit. It was sort of like saying it's a nice name, but we're not buying into, you know. I didn't want to name her Pig, so. <laughs> you know. A father's love knows no bounds. <laughs> But then there was a there was a time when you uh, 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 you had your second wife. Um, you went on the run. You went. You, you dropped out. You, you you went so far as to uh, to have plastic surgery to alter your appearance. You went into hiding. Yeah. Um, and uh, during that time, you, you, that marriage was effectively over. And you uh, took up with another uh, uh, woman who was your girlfriend during that time. You, you married her after you came out of hiding. Well, I'm um, sorry. When your marriage is over, I mean, you're going to not take up with another girl. I mean, when no, no, I'm there's supposed no, to no, be a no, monk no, or something, man. No, so, so, <laughs> just, I was just stating what happened. Okay. Um, I, uh, my question uh, being, uh, it must have been rather difficult to, uh, to maintain an intimate relationship while you're, you're running and hiding from the authorities. Well, was it or wasn't it? Well, I mean, there's intimate relationships and there's, you know, lo love making and, and uh, I don't know if uh, intimate, you know, no, I mean, you, you're free, you do what you want with whoever you're on the run with, you know, so when you see her, you see her and then you're on the run and then that's anybody's game, man. I mean, I don't know, it's not about uh, locking someone down, you know, telling them, you know, that you're mine and I, I mean, we're not anybody's, you know, that's, that's pig mentality, you know. <laughs> I guess I just thought I was thinking of uh, uh, disguises. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I mean, some things you can't disguise. They always knew who I was, you know. Oh, is that so? You feel like the authorities always knew who you were? No, were. the girls, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh. <laughs> 
<coughs> now, the, the Yippies famously uh, one year for president, uh, yeah. their party nominated a, an actual pig as, uh, as their nominee for president. That was Pegasus. And uh, uh, did you select the pig yourself? <laughs> no, I didn't. Ha I let them do that one. They like to go buy stuff and do all the, you know, I was just more the forefront of it, but. Who are the people who like to go buy stuff? Well, you know, some of the yippies, they like to like, they're more scavenger. I was more like, hey, you do that, you do that, you know, that kind of thing. My idea <laughs> you just like ordering people I'm to buy I'm the idea pig. person, you know, I don't want to go actually go get a pig. I mean, I'm kind of like, into enjoying myself, you know. I don't want to go wrestling around with a pig. Certainly. It's very hard to enjoy yourself when a pig's around. <laughs> well, that's absolutely true, man, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you get along with the pig? I'm not big with animals, to be honest with you. I know that probably seems like, like a peaceful person would be into animals, but I think they're kind of a pain <coughs> in the ass, to be honest with you. Because because of the, the, the need to be taken care of? Yeah, you, you can't really go on the run with the animals. They're always giving you so away. So there are some difficulties to going on the run. Oh, yeah, but not with the ladies. You just, you know, I mean, I always... Oh, I see with the specific... Yeah, well, you know, you got to find the right girl who's not like, you're leaving. You know, like, you got to find... <laughs> you got to find someone who, you know, has other options when you're not around, you know. Oh, so she would stay in one place and you would uh, yeah, get yeah. back to her when you could? Yeah, I'd get back to her when I could. I see, I see. She didn't come with you, it wasn't Sometimes a she did, man, you know, but if I met other girls along the way, I'm sorry, you know. It's, again, no one owns me, I don't own them. Right. Never had a cat, <laughs> never had a cat, never had a dog, never had a, a squirrel even. I don't remember a squirrel even living near my house. <laughs> <laughs> You don't remember, you don't recall ever seeing a squirrel anywhere near your house. No, man, I don't think I did. Sorry. <laughs> I'm afraid that some of this lysergic acid has burned away your memories of squirrels. They're, they're literally all over the place. There might be one in here. <laughs> Easy, careful. Mr. For the listener, Mr. Hoffman has now uh, uh, climbed up upon uh, a table here. Yeah. That feels good. Sometimes I was getting, like, freaked out on the floor hmm. because I felt there's sort of like, I don't know if you feel it, I feel like an evil starting to come in here, like an evil, and it starts from the ground up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's coming. And uh, I just want to stay, you know, levitated. You might be sensing that someone wants shat upon the stage. <laughs> That's pretty revolutionary, man. A little, little bit of I didn't know that. Citizens Brigade why Insider did they why did they trivia. Why did they poop on the Why did they poop on the stage? It was a part of a comedy show. That's my kind of comedy, man. I mean, just you know, you would have enjoyed it. Yeah. I really believe you. It really, it, de it definitely challenged people. It challenged their, their preconceptions of because uh, you know you're gonna get ups upset about shit on the stage, but you know, 19 people were killed in the war today, and they, you shit yourself when your brains get blown out. But you didn't do anything about that. You weren't walking around cringing, thinking about it, man. You just didn't even think. You know, and then someone poops, you know, five feet from a toilet. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? 
I like to see the revolution is still alive, you know, and, and, and kids will tell you that they, they want to go to college to get an education that's, that's shit. You know, the only reason to go to college is to destroy it. So. Well, I don't think anyone here argues with that. Uh, I wonder, Mr. Hoffman, if you, if you wouldn't mind, we're now going to take uh, some questions from the social networking platform Twitter. These are people out there in the ether who would like to ask you questions. Is that all right? If that's, you know, those are my people, the people that aren't of space and time. You know, they're in the ether. Yeah, I'd love to talk to them. Now, some of them might be pigs. Is that going to be an issue? Listen, I'll talk to pigs <coughs> as long as they don't violate my freedom. Fair enough. It's good to, <laughs> good to establish your, your boundaries with pigs. Uh, here we go. Um, no, we've already covered that about Pete Townsend. You, you know, the Pete 60s are gone. Right. Drugs will never be as cheap. Sex is never going to be as free. And the rock and roll is never going to be as great. I just want, if you can tell that to Twitter, you know, I'd love it. Oh, that takes care of the first three questions. <laughs> uh, what does Mr. Hoffman do in his spare time? Any hobbies? Oh, yeah, man. I love writing. I love cutting out pictures and just pasting them on things, you know. Um, I love girls. I mean... You know, I love just... It's a fun hobby. Well, just, you know, you ever lay in the grass with a pretty girl and just look at her and you wake up, you know, you might nap and wake up and she's still there. That's a pretty good day, you know. That's true. Um, but, you know, I like to read. I read everything I can. I like to, I like to figure out, you know, just... I just like to read everything I can about, you know, how to dismantle... Wall Street from within, you know. I like to organize protests. I mean, my life is my free time. I don't, I'm not, you know, coming home from work and then mowing the lawn, you know. The whole thing's free time. <laughs> uh, speaking of Wall Street, does Occupy fit with your idea of protest? Yeah, you absolutely. With the Occupy movement? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. A bunch of young people just sitting out there and just saying to the pigs, you know what, we're getting in your trough. You know, that's the least, that's the first thing we can think of. A pig will hate that. Yeah. We're getting in your trough. We want some of the food. You know, we're not jealous of your money. We want some of that slop. Well, some of it's ours, man. They take their taxes. They take our lives. They took our childhood. They took our freedom. So we want some of it back. What we're asking for is only about 10% of what we're even worth. So uh, I love the Occupy movement. I, I think people should get out there more. And all these people telling you, stop having sex in tents. It's demeaning the movement. Well, if people are having sex in their homes and doing nothing, and we don't hate them, but well, the minute you have sex outside your home, you know, whatever you do in the privacy of your own home is fine with me. Well, I say whatever you do in the privacy of the world outside is fine with me, you know? <laughs> We're all humans. We're all humans. So you want to do it in a tent while you're protesting at night? Well, do it. Do uh, it. Uh, do uh, it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I've, I've, I'll take your directive under advisement. Uh, uh, on the Would top you ever, like, take off that suit and wear like uh, like just the vest and some shorts <laughs> if it was like hot out I could see a scenario in which that would be the case yeah. wouldn't you feel more free probably alright well just so you know that you're starting the wheels of revolution are turning in your brain it starts with yourself well I was a bit of, a, a bit of an advocate of uh, free love in my day oh really yes, I was I didn't know your stuff, man. I'm well, sorry. That's quite all right. <laughs> you got kids? Probably more of a Jules Verne man. <laughs> you got kids? Uh, I do have children, yes. How many? Oh, I don't like to disclose that here. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh, 
Here's a two, here's, okay, here we go. Mr. Hoffman, you are well known for your theatrical protests and for co-founding the Yippie Movement. Yippie! How would you advise today's <laughs> activist generations and movements like Occupy Wall Street? A lot of questions about that. It was a leaderless movement, Occupy Wall Street. A what? D leaderless. It had no leader, no oh, official. Oh, I thought you said legal. I can't understand your accent. I, I, do, I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Um... If if uh, if you had led it, uh, someone wants to know what would you have done differently to make it even more effective. If I'd led Occupy Wall Street, well, yes. I think what I would have done is more pigs. Well, I think you know, it's I think pig, you know, they've got the bull out there. I would have said, let's get some bulls and do running of the bulls out here. You know, <laughs> let's get them to run from the bulls, and if they can get into their offices, they get to keep them. <laughs> I think that's one thing I would have done differently. I mean, there wasn't a lot of theatrics. You're right. I would have, I would have done some running of the bulls. I would have done maybe... Uh, that's probably one thing I could think of. I would have painted the whole street like Monopoly. And played Ooh, I like that one. I would have played one giant game, you know what I mean? Certainly. And uh, Would you have dressed up as the fellow with the moustache and the top hat? No, nah, man. Would you have dressed up as the thimble? <laughs> I always, I always like the sewing machine. Wasn't there a sewing machine? Oh, maybe I'm thinking the thimble. Then I'm, I'd probably be the thimble. But then I would ask... Thimble the, is the sewing machine's best friend. <laughs> I would ask the Wall Street pigs if they wanted to be actually the pawns in the game and if they said no I'd say you already are man <laughs> so that's how I would have just you know jazzed it up a little bit you know and then of course get some music in there by people like not the who you know <laughs> who are going to want to be part of the revolution and not just play in front of it there's a big difference someone would mm, like to yeah. know <laughs> Someone would like to know, uh, you are on stage with Keith Moon, is he the best rock drummer of all time? Uh, he's one of my favorite drummers, yeah. I like <laughs> Surprisingly straightforward well. answer. <laughs> I was bracing myself well. how you were tied into someone being killed <laughs> in a rice paddy. No, man, when I talk rock, I don't mix it with anything because it's pure, you know. I think Bonham's my favorite, you know. But uh, Bonzo's a good guy, but I... Um, I kind of always wanted to be a drummer, so I don't really want to talk about it too much, man. It kind of makes me upset. How do you feel about uh, Phil Collins? <laughs> He's establishment, man. I don't know. Jim Keltner. No. I don't like any drummer that's singing behind there. You know what I mean? Stuart Copeland. No, that's, that's getting worse. That's getting worse. Buddy Rich. He's fine. <laughs> Uh, oh, follow up on the hobbies question. That means it's coming from inside the building here. Oh, please don't, please don't, Mr. Hoffman. What's coming from inside the building? The, this this uh, question. No, there's no need to be alarmed. This is someone someone here in our audience is asking a question. Had a follow up. Follow up on the hobbies question. Any normal hobbies? Fishing, oh, scrapbooking, etc. Oh, that's normal, man. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't define things as normal or abnormal, so I wouldn't know what to tell you about what's normal. I mean, is dancing normal? It's in the Bible, you know. So, uh, <laughs> I dance. I'm not sure if you're for or against it, its normalcy. I dance. Fishing, no, man. I don't, you know, I don't want to sit there and put hooks in a, some mouth of an animal. But I also don't really have access to the water. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do anything where I just sit idly by unless it's to expand my mind. So, you know, scrapbooking, no. I mean, I told you I like to cut out pictures of magazines, you know but just inspirational ones that remind me of revolution or 
pretty girl or something, but no, I don't know what normal is. So if, if you want me to have a normal hobby, then you, you know, you're going to have to want someone else. Yeah. Right. I, I pray there's not a part three to that question. <laughs> um, <laughs> there we go. You're sliding all around the table. You, are you comfortable? Well, I'm going? kind of like, in my head, this has water on it and I'm going down. <laughs> Certainly. But Certainly. this is not kind of the reality, is it? <laughs> uh, what would be the There's top a of very contemplative guy in the front rows, giving me a lot of. Mm, mm. I like I like him. I like a sort of nodding of the head. Yeah, so I think he could be in my revolution. Oh, do be careful! I don't want you to fall off of the the table. Say you want a revolution? <laughs> well, you know. I don't know if we can clear that. <laughs> like a pig <laughs> you know we're gonna steal it steal that song steal that song steal that song steal that song Certainly. see <laughs> mr often we're just about out of time uh, I, I, i'm afraid uh, our time has come to an end and i do have to return to you to return you to your own time uh is there anything uh before i do that uh is there anything here in the 21st century that you'd like to do I'd like to go see uh, Johnny Ramone's grave at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I All right. Well. <laughs> is, there, is there anything you'd like to do while you're there? You just want to pay your respects? I want to pay my respects. I'd probably, you know, that probably was going to take 10 minutes. Then after that, I'd probably want to go to the observatory and see where the famous scene where Rebel Without a Cause was shot. <laughs> I love James Dean movies. A bit of a tourist, aren't you? Yeah, I'm kind of a tourist. You know, I love America. I never said I hated it. You know, I just, you know, I mean, does it have to be in L.A. or can I go somewhere else? Can you go anywhere you like. Oh, all right. Well, I, I kind of like. I kind of like to go to Hawaii and just see see like a real like luau, you know. Now I, I'm going to warn you. <laughs> you know what they serve there. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Abby Hoffman. My thanks to Abby Hoffman for his time, and special thanks to Miss Jen Kirkman for no particular reason. Join us next time when our guests will be the Marquis de Sade. This podcast is produced by Mrs. Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelovansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Jim Yatto, Alex Berg, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, and Lauren Rock and Joel Archeos at 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Eben Schletter, Esquire. This program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to 826LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook. For additional updates or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your very own thumbs, follow us on Twitter at DeadAuthorPod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying, the show is over. Thank you.